What's going on guys? It's your boy Jordan Richards. I'm back again for another episode of the Real Life Podcast. If it's your first time here, please hit that subscribe button and please make sure to check out all my other content. I got a YouTube channel. I got Instagram. All the links are in the description of this podcast. So please make sure you check it out because there's a lot of good stuff out there, man. There's a lot of good stuff for you to check out. I'm a cool dude. So check all my stuff out. And if you like the podcast, subscribe and check out the old episodes too, because there's a lot of things I talk about. You know, this is the real life podcast. It's about my real life. It's about our real life together. You know, it sounds corny. It sounds cheesy, but we're going through a lot. There's a lot going on in the world right now. And I'm here to tell you about my perspective on it all. I'm someone who's trying to grow a business, trying to, you know, do things on my own. I want to work with companies as well. There's a lot of things I want to do. There's a lot of things I do right now. But ultimately, what I want to do is become a more well-rounded individual overall, whether that's through reading books, whether that's through fitness, no matter what it is I'm doing, I'm trying to find ways to better all of us, not just me, not just you. But that's why I share all my experiences with you, everything that I do. And I got a doozy, man. I got a few I got a few good ones for you. And I have to say, you know, I finally did it. It's a, been a goal of mine for a long time. Dream finally realized I'm recording a show in bed. I'm recording a podcast in my bed. I got my mic boomed right over my head. It's, it's fantastic. I've never been more comfortable in my whole life. If you're doing podcasts, if you're doing anything, I would highly suggest it. If you don't have to be on camera, man, just relax, you know, just... Maybe you throw on the TV. I don't know what you want to do in the background, but the best thing you could do for yourself is just relax. Just enjoy yourself. Enjoy that time that you have, whether it's on the phone with someone in front of the microphone by yourself. Enjoy that time. Make it as enjoyable as possible. That's going to make the most enjoyable product for the listeners as well. Is As long as you're having a good time, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing, that's going to give you the best possible product. So I need you to do that for the viewers, for the fans, whoever it is podcast in your bed because it's so amazing now that's not really what this is about that's not what really this episode is about this episode is about how i am not an athlete anymore at least um you know like a lot of us the pandemic really messed with our schedules i was someone who was going to the gym uh like minimum four times a week i was going to the gym five six times a week when i was kind of at my peak and, you know, all that went away. Um, as some of you guys may not know, I'm asthmatic, so I'm at somewhat at risk of coronavirus. So I do have to be careful, right? I've had my own issues with asthma before. And so I have to be careful with the things I expose myself to. And not to say I'm super careful. I'm, I'm honestly not. Um, but the gym was one area that I wanted to kind of stay away from, especially knowing what it does to your immune system. If you aren't aware, one of the biggest problems with the gym is that it really breaks down your immune system. It's really hard on your body. So people often try to go to the gym even when they're sick, even when they're not feeling totally well. That's really, really bad for you. And not to say that you'll get significantly worse, but you're, again, you're depleting your body's immune system entirely when you do that. You're weakening your system overall, and it doesn't help you get better any faster. So it's one thing that you need to keep that in mind of if you are going to the gym, make sure you do it when you're feeling good, you're in good spirits, fully healthy. Nothing wrong with taking the day off just to Feel better because ultimately if you are sick, if you're carrying something and on top of that, you're more vulnerable to all of these potential sicknesses as well. 
that's one of the biggest problems with the gym is that people do go when they're sick and it makes it that much easier to be exposed and as well also transmit uh, and receive diseases on top of that no matter what it is. So that was one of the main reasons why I didn't want to go to the gym. I wanted to make sure my immune system was strong, so I tried to go out more often, uh, be more outside with friends if I could, playing football, whatever. But, you know, I didn't touch a weight. Like, literally, I didn't touch a weight for almost a whole year. It is March 15th right now. You know, it's Monday. I'm going to get back at it uh, in the morning, actually. It's like, whatever, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to drop this episode for you guys so you have it when you wake up. I'll be getting up probably 7 a.m. I'll be going to the gym. So if you guys want to, if you guys want to, you know, come check me out on Twitter. You can follow me at your boy J Rich. I'll probably post a picture on my fleets just to stay accountable so you guys know. So if you do see it, make sure you let me know. Be like, oh Jordan, I hope you went. Or if you see that I went, make sure you let me know. Like, oh, good on you for going. Because, you know, we all need that encouragement sometimes. It's always good to be accountable. I know I've been connecting with a few people to try and make sure I stay accountable for my own self. And so to all those people, I appreciate you for telling me to keep going, telling me to keep pushing. Um, that's that's really important to me. And I think it's really good to have that those kind of people in your life um, who, who do push you, right? So back to how I'm not an athlete. Yeah, so I didn't go to the gym for a whole year. Um, so that was pretty, pretty eye-opening for me. Uh, I'm someone who used to kind of track how I was doing progressing weight-wise, not really to like show off or anything. It's just a good way to see how I'm doing in my building strength and my getting stronger based on whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, And although everything took a big hit, you know, and one of the biggest things I tell a lot of people is the hardest part about the gym is getting started. And a lot of people understand that, but not a lot of people have actually been through it. Uh, It's easy to go to the gym and just kind of, you know, do a little run or whatever, um, it's easy to go and do a little bit of weights and, and you might be a little bit sore the next day. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to like legit jump back into it. Like we were, when me and my buddy Alex used to go to the gym, we were doing a lot of powerlifting. So it's, you know, big compound movements, bench press, squats, deadlifts, um, and shoulder press were like kind of the, the main things that we focused on. We did some close grip, all that stuff. But again, it's, it's just, it's the sheer amount of force it takes on your body just to do some of these movements. So for me to kind of get back in the gym and my goal was just to try out every compound movement. So I did a bench press. I did a squat. I did a deadlift, a shoulder press, like a a standing military press. When I say I felt like I got hit by a semi truck, like I am being 100% serious before the day was even over. And I got up to the, I got up at seven, went to the gym at 8am before the day was even over. I was literally already sore my glutes were sore my quads were sore my hamstrings were sore like my legs were already sore and I hadn't even slept on it yet not to mention when I actually woke up this morning I felt like just terrible just terrible and I don't know how most people feel but if you've never done like a serious leg workout or even like a decent leg workout compared to what you normally do the big rule of thumb is usually the first day is really really bad But it's the second day that's always the worst. So if you're ever doing leg workouts and you don't do them right now, keep that in mind. If the first day is bad, the second day is probably going to be worse. But one thing about me that's kind of weird is is at least I don't really have that second day as much as people talk about it. Not to say that I don't have a bad second day, but it's like for me, it comes early. So the first day I might be a little bit sore depending on when I work out. But then it's the next day at night that I, that's when I feel like the most pain to the point where sometimes I can't even sleep. And I don't want to talk about like all my struggles with working out and all this stuff. Oh, Jordan, it's so hard for you. Like, oh, look, look at you. You're doing all this stuff. Like, no, it's just honestly, so people are aware if they're not into it. Um, and going to the gym is something that 
I've been a big proponent of. Uh, I think it's great for routine building. I great think it's great for confidence. Um, it's one thing that I didn't expect to kind of build my life around, but I definitely did in some respects because there's just so many things that I was struggling with in a lot of ways, whether it's my career, whether it's you know, my relationships, um, a lot of it wasn't really going right for me, but I was able to, like a lot of people do, they find the gym and it's something you can do completely on your own. You don't need anybody to help you with it. Uh, it helps for sure if you have a gym buddy or you have a friend or whatever, but when you're able to find that passion kind of on your own, that's ultimately when you start to see a lot of success because then you're doing it all for you, right? You're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for you. You're finding that passion yourself, um, that's one of the things that I try to drive home in this podcast is finding your passion. And I wouldn't say I have a passion for the gym, but I definitely found and reached a point where it was tolerable enough that it made sense for me and it really helped me in my routines. So when I would go to work and then I would go to the gym after, it was just became part of my everyday routine and it wasn't something that just kind of happened overnight. We're talking about a year, potentially longer, of building this habit to finally get to a point where I, I'm able to go to the gym every single day for an hour, hour and a half, get in my, my big workout or small workout, depending on how I'm feeling that day and continue to build off of that. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up because I think it's really interesting. And I think it's a topic that people struggle with a lot is just working out in general. I just want to kind of share my experience. And again, I've worked out before. And so one of the big things that a lot of people experience who've kind of been through this before, like I have, it's, it's not get, getting started is very hard. Um, but really when you're trying to do it for the first time, it's probably the hardest, but I've talked about this with a lot of people and I do believe that there's a such thing as being in gym shape. And I think I've actually talked about it on this podcast before about how like it, it takes you maybe a month, maybe two months to really start to feel good with what you're doing. You may not see results at first because your body just isn't used to that, that pain, that struggle, that push, but eventually you find your way, you find your grip strength with the weights, you find your ability and form starts to improve as you go along. And that's really important as well. How you actually lift these weights, how you, how you work through uh, all the movements with your form is just as important as the pushing the amount of weight itself. And so all this stuff matters. And it's kind of like a learned science over time that you build through within yourself. But again, I think it's just really good when you talk about building a habit, building a passion, um, something you can incorporate into your everyday life that will benefit you. Uh, and something that I really lacked, and, and it's kind of a crutch of mine in general, is that I just struggle with being able to do that on my own without the gym. Um, again, I talked about wanting to do it for yourself. And I just haven't been able to find it quite when I don't have the gym. I don't have all the weights at my disposal, the various accessories that are quite expensive. I kind of use that as an excuse as to why I'm not in shape. And that's not good either. It's 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 really not. And as much as I can preach that you should get in the gym and all these things. When, when all of those facilities were taken away from me, what did I do? I, I didn't do a whole lot. I tried to, again, I tried to play football with my friends and that was actually pretty good. That kept me in good shape. We were, we were out running probably twice or three times a week. And I, and I tried to do some running myself, but really unsuccessful because I, re I really, really hate it. But again, it's just, there's lots of different things you can try and do. If you want to do it on your own, that's, that's really the hardest part is finding ways to literally commit to doing it in your basement or, you know, doing it with whatever you have. And that's just not a level of dedication I have to the gym um, and my personal fitness. But it was getting to a point where as much as I was worried about coronavirus and, and things are getting better, but I, I just thought, you know, now it's time. Like there's no more room for excuses. We got to get in the gym right now. We got to push ourselves to the limit. But again, I, I'm not a supreme athlete anymore. So my, my next day 
was really bad. And I'm hoping when I wake up in the morning, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, but when I talk about like, I couldn't even really bend over because my back was sore and, you know, my legs were in pain to the point where I didn't even want to go up and downstairs anymore. Like that's, if you're going to get into the gym, like you got to prepare yourself for that early on because that's legit what it's like, man. It's rough. It's not easy. But once you get into shape and you figure out what works for you, it's extremely rewarding. And I would highly encourage everyone out there to kind of get involved and, and get into that because it's, it's, it's really important. I do think it's, it's really good. And just in my own experience, like I, I found a lot of self-confidence. Um, I found it was really good for my routines and just, again, something I would really encourage people to do a lot of, but yeah, it's been, it's been tough sledding for me. So that's another re- one of the reasons why I'm recording in bed is because I didn't want to sit in my chair for 45 minutes. And even though it's, it's a nice chair, but this is just, this is just better. It's just comfy, man. I love it. It's just comfy. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting week. Um, I've definitely not had the best week by any stretch, but I would say that I think things are looking up. Um, I'm, I've been okay. When you talk about just like in general, there's just been a lot of things going on for me, like trying to figure out my career, um, going down three, four or five different avenues, whether it's getting into content creation, social media, whatever. Um, like I mentioned in the last episode, I applied for a job I didn't end up getting. Um, but it's, it's just, it is what it is. And I need to understand that these are just part of the growing pains of trying to find the different job switching careers. Um, I've talked about it before, how I'm a biochemist by trade. So like people look at my resume, they're like, what the hell is this guy doing here? He's supposed to be in a lab somewhere, you know, mixing shit together. And I totally understand that if people feel that way. Um, but I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to kind of change courses in my life and I'm kind of waiting for the right person to take that shot on me. But I need to understand that that's not going to come easy either. That's just how it is. That's just how it goes. And um, I've been trying to connect with people. I was actually talking to someone today that I'm hoping can uh, open some new doors for me and I think uh, is, is a good person to know. And I talk about, you know, networking and how important that is. And, and just even for me, like having certain connections on Twitter or on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, uh, I just haven't done a good job exercising them. So I'm trying to get more involved in that and uh, and just talk to more people, you know, get to know more people and uh, find ways to expand my offering that I do currently. I'm, I'm trying to get into podcasting. I want to get into doing social media as well. That's one of the things that I was talking to uh, one of my buddies today, Nick, and he's doing a, a graphic design course and all this stuff. But it's hilarious how I want to get a job in kind of the content creation game. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And again, one thing that I have that most people don't is I have all my own equipment. So someone just needs to hire me to make content and I'm like, I'm literally good to go. I have microphones, I have cameras and it's not like I've got like some bullshit or whatever. I got like high quality stuff, stuff that no one should complain that I'm using for this type of thing. And again, it's not about the quality. It's not about what gear you have. It's about how good you are. So what it comes down to, I know that. Um, but I know that no one would complain that I'm giving them high quality audio or giving them high quality video with good lighting. So I think that all matters in some respects. And that's just how I've always viewed things. I don't view things as I'm just a content creator and my creativity speaks for itself in a lot of ways it does. Um, but if you can't deliver a full picture, there's always going to be certain, there's always going to be certain hesitations from some people. I'm trying to limit those as much as I can. Um, because I know I don't have the experience, I'm trying to make sure everything else is as good as it can possibly be. But back to my original story about how, like, I'm looking through jobs and people want a video editor. Okay, cool. Like, 
okay, I can edit video. Like I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty good. You know, most people say I'm really good, but you know, I'm pretty good. I think I can tell a good story. I mean, I was talking about how last week I went viral. That was kind of cool, but I think it's funny because it's like, okay, you want a video editor. Oh, but I also need to know Photoshop. Oh, but I also need to know Illustrator. Oh, I also need to know how to do website design and I need to be familiar with WordPress. Oh, and I also have to write articles. It's like, okay, dude, like you're literally explaining what could be five or six people's jobs. And, you know, in worst case, you're explaining, you know, probably two or three different jobs, like a graphic designer, an actual editor. And then on top of that, like an actual social media person who runs the social media stuff. And, and you see that across the board. Like you're not, I'm not talking about like, I'm just seeing this in kind of a one-off post. This is what people want. They want someone that can do absolutely everything for a job that basically was created, like I'd say four or five years ago. And I was telling them, I'm like, it's, it's hilarious because it's like, these are, this is what someone's job was. He used to work at an, at an agency doing consulting. You know, if you get a communications degree, that's what your job is. You're in PR, you're in public relations. So you learn how to run social media and all this stuff. Make sure everything is all, you know, it all said the right way, phraseology. So you don't offend people. That type of stuff is all very important. Again, it's communication with the audience. And, but these are the companies that would get hired to run these types of social medias. Now it's all run by individuals, individuals within companies or individuals outside of companies doing things for that company. But yet they want someone who can do everything. And I'm not trying to say that I deserve to get a job over somebody else who has all this experience, but it's just so rare someone can actually do everything at a high enough level. Like there's someone who may run social media better than me, but they won't be able to edit video as good as me. So who, who is more valuable in this situation? Of course, I believe I'm more valuable because I can deliver a product that is better, but maybe I won't market it as good as someone else. It, it, it all depends on kind of like what what is the end goal and how do you find the best candidate? But ultimately, if you had the money, you would have multiple people doing multiple jobs. That way you're optimizing everyone's time and ability. So that's something that at least for me right now, I'm, I'm really struggling with. It's like, do I reach out to companies and say, hey, can I help with your social media? Can I help run it? Can I try and learn that aspect of just being a content creator? Because that's one thing I really struggle with. It's not something I've ever been interested in. Like, no, bro, like I don't want to get hired to manage your Facebook post schedule because no one goes on Facebook. Like, it's just, it's not something I've been interested in. And so I haven't really taken the time to learn it um, as well. You know, certain aspects of graphic design, I've never been that interested in because it's just, I don't know, for some reason, it's just not really, not really my style. Um, I, I just like to create things. And right now, the way I'm creating things has been just really fun for me. And I'm trying to just get better and better at that. Rather than trying to be super well-rounded, I'm trying to find someone that wants my abilities that I currently have and then allow me room to grow in other areas where they may see fit. Because honestly, there's there's a lack of video kind of across the board, in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of okay video, but there's definitely room for a lot of improvement for just about any industry like it just it's just kind of how it is and so at least for me that's kind of where my head's at right now like career wise it's it's been a struggle though you know it's it's hard to see these types of jobs open up and you know you need like 10,000 qualifications plus you need five years experience that like no one really ever has again unless they've worked at one of the agencies at which point are they really a good editor are they really a graphic designer like no they're probably not they probably know a little bit um, but someone who actually knows what they're doing will do a better job. And so really you're hiring someone who can just post on social media, which is, you know, kind of the bare bones of, of what it is. 
So yeah, it's just been it's been a little bit frustrating, and so I'm just I'm just here to uh, to rant a little bit, I guess. I've been talking about this for a while, and uh, you guys are probably a little bit bored. Maybe you're maybe you're intrigued. You know, it's it's definitely something that um, hasn't been easy. It's it hasn't been easy, and and I wanted to uh, share that and be open and honest with you guys because again, it's not something that I was always looking for, uh, but I have to start considering it because of what I'm seeing from these job postings, and and it's I think it's less encouraging because. I know these people aren't getting paid a ton of money. And so for me, it's kind of like, well, if I got to do all this, learn all this just for this, you know, decent job, it's just a little bit discouraging. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. And if, if it's something I got to do to make sure I'm somewhere where I want to be kind of doing what I want to do, then I got to make that sacrifice and just and just learn. Right. Because I'm still doing real estate. But that that's a long process. It's not going to be. Um, just like boom, get my license and I'm all of a sudden making millions. No, you got to, again, build that network, build that customer base. And over time it will slowly grow, but I have to find something to fill that time until I'm able to either take the plunge full time or just keep doing real estate part time and make extra money on the side. Um, one of the reasons why I talked about last week with that one company was because they were, they, their focus was actually real estate investments and they had a real estate brokerage that was attached to the investment company. I'd be kind of working for both. I think it's kind of how it was going to work. But again, it was a, it was a cool company doing a lot of different things. So I was just kind of interested to see how they worked all those things together. And one of the reasons why I applied to the company in the first place, but now, you know, I'm looking into getting to different fields and, and part of it too, is just being able to exercise your creativity because certain places you go, you're just not going to have that. And I think that's one thing I'm really hoping to find is if I can find a place where I can actually really express my creativity the way I do on some of my projects I do now, where I have more creative freedom. And of course, freedom is earned, but it's kind of just how it goes in the business. When you're working for bigger companies, when you're doing certain things, you just don't have those freedoms that you'd be able to if you're working for someone smaller on your own. And it sucks because ultimately you want to put out the best product possible. You want to put out the most engaging product possible. And if someone's going to take that idea away from you because they don't think it'll work or they just don't, they literally just don't see it. And people will say things like that. They'll say, oh, I just don't see it. I don't think that makes sense. We're going to do it this way. And then you're pigeonholed. You're overrun by whoever your boss is or whatever. And you're stuck making something that you think is going to be shitty. But at the end of the day, you need that money. You need that paycheck. So you got to do what you got to do. And so that creative freedom is, it's not essential for me but again it would be nice because then it allows you to do kind of whatever you want within reason and as long as you keep doing a good job and deliver for whoever that client is then you just keep doing that and that's really the appeal of freelance work because you work with who you want to work with Um, if you only want to work with certain types of people you can if you're just trying to make money then you kind of work with everybody and you take it from there Uh, but at least you have that ability to kind of say no Versus if you're working for somebody, then you just do whatever you're told for the most part. They ask you for something, you deliver it, you're, you know, getting your salary, whatever. Um, doing the freelance work, you have the contracts, the negotiation, all that. Um, it can be more fruitful. Again, it's more inconsistent. But it, from that standpoint, you get to control your creativity, which is great too. Because for me, if I want to do a YouTube video about this project that maybe I'm working on, well, I can't, I can't do that because I'm under contract with this company and I got a non-disclosure agreement or I, I just, they literally just say, no, you're not allowed to. So there's kind of all that that goes with it. And one of the things I've always found interesting about creators is because they may do a brand deal with someone, but then on top of that, they do a behind the scenes on how they made that product. 
So not only are you advertising for them, making the advertisement, maybe you made the advertisement for them, but then on their YouTube channel, they get basically a bonus advertisement. Maybe they're paying for, maybe the creator themselves is throwing that in to say, oh, we're going to talk about your product even more on the YouTube channel as a behind the scenes, just further advertising this product even more. And so once you start to build that up, you're starting this cross promotion where you get the online and then maybe you get the digital and then you get some even other uh, promotional avenues for these companies to use and exploit. And that's one thing I'm trying to slowly build, like whether it's through my Twitter following, whether it's through other things, finding ways to leverage some of these projects that I do. And let's say I do a project for somebody, not only does it go out on their social media, but I tweet it out as well. And then when then when the, the people who are my followers see it, they'll be like, oh, shit, Jordan, you did that? That's fucking dope. And they'll be interacting with it. They'll be checking it out because I made it. And so it's part of that is all about leveraging all of that. And you don't see that as much in the Twitter space and in the space I'm in right now. But it's something that is super underutilized, like super underutilized. You see people with thousands of followers. And if I say to you, oh, yeah, we're going to do this deal and we're going to tweet it out and it's going to get, you know, 10,000 views. Like that should be important to someone. That's something that someone would pay for just to know that someone's going to pay for a sponsorship, knowing that you're going to tweet it out, that's going to get you a lot more interaction. More people are going to see it, like it. And again, it's not about just doing it. It's about doing it in a creative way. There's this one creator, Peter McKinnon. He's a really famous YouTuber. And he has a he has a deal with Squarespace that I believe he still has. But one of the things he does that's really, really cool is he made a, a, like another version of him, like another character. And that character does all the Squarespace ad reads. But it's not just a basic ad read. He turned it into like a full-blown like character on the channel. And so it's just a really creative way to incorporate a literal ad read. It's it's just like a commercial where this guy comes on the screen. Maybe he interrupts him. There's all these different little things. And he even talked about how it's it's literally his favorite part of the entire channel. It's coming up with 12 ideas for the Squarespace ads. But you don't see that enough in today's in today's day and age. You just see people who do a regular ad read or do whatever, they don't try and get creative with it. They don't try to do something different. All they do is what they've seen been done for years and years and years and years and years. But why is it that this guy, who, who again, very, very successful uh, YouTuber from Toronto, has 5 million subscribers on YouTube, ha- made this whole separate ad read completely different from what everyone else does, and people fucking love it. Like, they love it, but yet I don't see more of it which is crazy to me. Like, it's crazy to think that he had this sick idea and maybe he didn't even, maybe it's not even his idea. Maybe he got it from someone else. And so he was like, man, why don't I do that? That's really, really cool. And so even for me, I'm like, yo, why aren't people doing this? Like, this is a really cool way to advertise without it being so invasive with the whole, oh, hey, um, you should buy my product because it's going to transform your entire life in this very soft, soothing tone that makes you feel great. Like, no, that like I'm fucking sick of that shit. Like, do something different. Be unique. Again, being able to be in control of your own product, express your own creativity. Like, that to me is so, so important and something I want to hold on to for as long as I possibly can. Or if I can't, then find new avenues through YouTube, uh, on Twitter, making my own videos where I can do that. And that's where, for me, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's been really important for me to just find ways to do that. And, and I really want to push people 
to find ways to do that because you have that creativity within you. I talk about that so much on this podcast. You have that creativity in you. You're just, for whatever reason, someone's not letting it out. Someone is is taking that away from you. Maybe, maybe that person's you. For all we know, that person is you who is not letting you out of that box. You're saying, you have to be this, you have to do this, you have to do this. No, don't do that. Do something different. Go out and buy something new. Go out and try something you've never done before. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but at least have that exploration, have that determination to find something different, find something that motivates you, find something that takes you out of your regular fucking routine that you do every single day. Like I'm a person who right now, I don't even, I've kind of stopped planning my days in a lot of ways because I just want to go where my mind takes me. There's no point of me trying to structure my days fully because at some point I'm going to get pulled into something else. Someone may ask me a question. Someone may make an inquiry. I may have a really cool conversation that spirals into two hours of my day that completely comes out of nowhere. Like these are the kind of things that just have been happening to me lately. So I've been kind of stopping from structuring my day as much, as much as it helps me, as much as it can help me stay on task. I haven't been overly busy overrun with work to where I have to do something like that. But definitely when the time is right, I'm going to start getting things together more. But for now, it's like, I just don't know where my day is going to go. I may be on Top Shot for a few hours looking for stuff. I may be doing research on stocks. I may be, you know, making videos, editing podcasts, you know, doing research for other podcasts, other videos, um, creating new content, motion graphics, Photoshopping. Like, it could be literally anything. And, and part of that is just how I've structured my everyday life and how I've wanted to build my empire, the J. Rich empire of shit where he just does everything, he he can do it all, and, and <laughs> it sounds crazy when I talk about it, because it's just, it's so much, like, it's just, a, it's, there's just so much abundance, like, if I was to actually do all of this, I would probably go crazy, and then on top of that, it's it's about wanting to get out of, uh, out of the, out of my computer more, I'm doing a lot of editing, post-pro, um, graphic work, which is awesome, um, but it's keeping me indoors, and keeping me from using my camera as much, which is something I would need to change. Actually, this week, I want to get out and shoot a video or shoot some photos or something. I need to just get out and shoot a little bit more because now it's getting a little bit warmer. The weather's nicer. All the snow fucking melted, which is dope. I'm sick of the snow. Like, I fucking hate it. Yeah, that's one of the things I definitely wanted to change is I've noticed that I just haven't even been out with my camera, even shot a video. Like, I shot three videos, I think, two weekends ago. And put them all out like a dumbass. Oh, that was so stupid. I had all this pl- I had this plan. I wrote it all down. I had, you know, all the days the videos were supposed to come out. And didn't follow through at all. Dropped the videos all within one day of each other. And haven't put out a video since. So, that's another thing I gotta do. I gotta put out a video soon. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do it on yet. I kinda wanna do it on frame rates with cameras. I haven't talked about that. Because it's it's basically how to explain slow motion to people what it really is, and so that's one thing I want to do, but I kind of need a subject, I kind of need something cool to actually film, so that's not the easiest thing in the world, but, you know, maybe I'll make it happen, maybe I'll talk to my boys and and go out on the football field or something and shoot some video, that'd be kind of fun, actually, but again, it's, it's just about trying new things, being different, being unique, go to the fucking gym, because you probably need it, I fucking need it, I'm gonna be there, at 8 a.m., so if you DM me, text me, whatever, um, 8 to 9, I'm going to be there at the Velodrome. If you know the Velodrome, I'm going to be there. 
So, um, yeah, man, I think I think it's important that we share these things um, with people, whether that's me sharing it with you guys. Um, like I've kind of chosen my medium to share, but um, not just the successes as well. Like I talked about with like my career, it's been a struggle for me. It's been hard. And I wanted to talk about that because I need people to understand that if you're going through the same thing, like that's OK. Um, you need to understand that's OK. And I don't know your circumstance, but if you do want to talk about it, let me know. Um, you can always reach out to me again. All my links are in the description of this podcast. So if you do want to talk about it, uh, maybe I can help you out. Maybe it's just someone to talk to. Feel free to reach out because uh, I do appreciate it. I appreciate all you guys listening. I appreciate you guys who do interact with me. Um, I got a lot of cool shit that I want to do, like my new MLB video. That's probably going to come next week because I don't want to drop it too soon. Uh, like I could, the funny thing is I could do it in probably one day. If that, I still have all the old files from the first one I did. I have to just add some new stuff, add some graphics, probably add some more cool little things to it just to make it even better. Cause I want it to be better than it was before. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to find a way to do that. But the thing with me is I'm not, I'm not like a sit on an edit for like three weeks kind of person. Like I'm just it's not that in depth. It's just not that necessary for me. So I'm just cool with like a two day solid edit and then kind of go from there because it's, it's not going to be anything crazy. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be, I mean, the first one was really good. So I'm hoping it's even better than that one. But you know, there's the good thing is there's more spring training content to use. There's more video out there. And even though most social media still suck, cause I'm telling you, man, I've been checking, I've been like on the hunt for this shit. And so I've, I've been looking, but it's still, it's not what I want. I, I want like high quality stuff, like really high quality, not easy to find. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to do another one, color grade it, maybe even try and color match it if I can. That'd be kind of cool. That, again, that's like, when you talk about levels to this shit, when you talk about color grading an entire video from all different pieces of footage, we're talking about from iPhones to probably cinema cameras to regular fucking DSLR cameras to mirrorless cameras to Sony's Fuji's Canon's like it could be any fucking phone camera to any any high-end camera it could be literally anything that they're shooting on this on so that's never going to be easy trying to match something up like that but maybe I'll give it a shot maybe I'll give it a shot um because I already have the music I got to find some more sound effects uh sound bites was that was easily the worst part of that whole video trying to find fucking sound bites from god knows where when no one posts anything no one talks about baseball it's just brutal it's, it's just terrible so again i just want to say thank you guys for listening uh to listen to me rant about the gym about my career life and about how there's not enough flexibility for creatives to actually be creative if you're not creative i highly suggest you try to find that within you because it's there it's fucking there i know it is you just need to take the time to exercise that a little bit and figure out what it is that makes you a creative genius because it's in there it's in there for sure i know it um but again i'm jordan richards thank you much for listening to the real life podcast please make sure you drop this video a review if you like it that'd be cool i haven't got a review in a little while so even if you i mean don't i mean don't don't give me a two-star review that, that doesn't help me out but if you give me a five-star review now see that that helps me out, you know, get, gets me up there in the ratings because I need that, man. I need that bump. I need more people to get into the, the life of Jay Rich. You know, I'm, I like to think I'm pretty unique. You know, there's a lot of things about me that are pretty basic. But when it comes to like my mind, the things I think about, whoo, I'm telling you, man, more people, more, I, I have an underrated cranium. I, I do an underrated cranium. And you won't hear people say that very often, but 
I got some good I got some good ideas. So I would highly suggest to you if you've got an idea, run it by me, man. I, I I'll let you know my thoughts on it, and I'll probably tell you that it sucks, and I'll tell you to make it better. And if you're cool with that feedback, then hit me up. If you're not, then maybe you're soft. But that's okay, too. Everyone has a place in this world. Not everyone needs to be, you know, crazy, abrasive, and hard all the time. That's just how I am. I appreciate that critical feedback. Um, And so if anyone has some feedback for me that isn't five stars, then you can just hold on to it yourself. But if you have five-star feedback, please let me know. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I am Jordan Richards, host of the Real Life Podcast, and I am going to see you guys next week. All right. Peace.